After a tumultuous two seasons in Raleigh, the MJ Morris saga has now finally come to an end. Let's discuss. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's Friday episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. As I mentioned, happy Friday to all. As always, I'm Grayson Boone, joined by former Wolfpack defensive tackle Kenton Gibbs. A couple of things here before we get going on Friday. I closed the Thursday episode by mentioning we were just two subscribers away from hitting the magic number of 1,000. As I sit here now, I talked about two subscribers yesterday. We got 42. From the time I mentioned that last night, to as I'm recording this right now, y'all are insane. I cannot believe that type of jump being that close and just blowing past it. We're almost to 1100 because of y'all. Wolfpack Nation, as we all know, is one of the most special fan bases in all of sports, not just in North Carolina, not just in college sports, sports period. We are so thankful to be able to do this each and every day, have discussions with y'all, bring you insight on what's going on in the world of Wolfpack, All the support we've gotten from you guys over the course of the last, I mean, I've been on this show for eight months. Ken's been doing it for long before that. All the support is simply incredible, and we cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you so much. Again, we're only getting started. A 1,000 was the first goal. Now we got bigger goals. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that we have some PTSD from this saying, but I'm a guy who's already covering the conference and on the national show, and y'all know I'm not leaving. Wolfpack Nation or no nation, baby. This is, this is, is you know, this hey, is home careful, for me. Careful with that. <laughs> this is home for me. <laughs> this is home for me. I'm happy to be here. And, and trust me, if, if Grayson and I did not absolutely love this program, if we didn't absolutely love covering these sports and, and bringing you all this great content, we wouldn't be doing it. But speaking of PTSD with Wolfpacker staying and going, we got to get into some real meaty ones that are leaving today, shall I say. The MJ Morris saga has officially come to an end in Raleigh. QB snaps for sale. QB snaps. QB snaps snaps are for for sale sale here in Raleigh. So for all ears that are listening, we got them if you want them. Yeah, yeah. Figured I couldn't recap this MJ Morris situation without a bit of a full look back. So... Recounting the entire timeline for MJ Morris. Of course, he was a true freshman last year. He was QB three when the year began. Wouldn't you know it gets thrust into the QB one spot after Devin Leary goes down. Jack Chambers was just very inefficient. You get a freshman quarterback in MJ Morris. Saves the season for NC State last year, picking up a couple big wins. Endures an injury, so returns back to the bench. 
coming into this season, it was widely expected that he would be the guy. Going to the portal, we get Brennan Armstrong. There's a quarterback battle coming into this season. MJ is slotted as QB2. There's some rumblings in the spring about it. Enter the season. Armstrong's the guy. Armstrong struggles. Enter MJ Morris, injecting some life into the program. We go 3-1 and one with MJ. He sits back on the bench, says he's not leaving. Him and his dad say that they're not leaving. Fast forward to November 30th, MJ Morris is transferring out of the program. Kenton, what do you make of this? There have been some takes from fellow men- members of the media that there are very clear moments where you have the you-don't-know-ball expression. You know, from now on, Wolfpack Nation, I would just like y'all to address these folks. Y-D-K-B. You don't know ball. Because I saw one of the worst takes in the history of college football takes today from a page that is titled uh, C.L. Brown Hoops. Now, this I'm familiar with the tweet. This was in reply to somebody saying, I'm fascinated to see where MJ Morris lands. You can try to message it and dress it up, but the fact is he quit on the team midseason before they played against their rivals in Waking UNC. Interested to see if he gets a big NIL payday. His family thinks it's coming his way. Now, that's my first problem. We're already speculating on, you know, the reasons, the motivations, all that good stuff. I don't like speculation. Talk about what you know. Talk about what you know for a fact. That was from Primetime Mitch. But the reply from C.L. Brown Hoops, quite literally, one of the worst. I mean, these two tweets compiled together. It, it made up a, a giant crap sandwich that I just, my eyes burned. Second tweet from C.L. Brown Hoops. Or the flip side, Doran quit on MJ when he bought in Armstrong, started Armstrong, then asked MJ to bail out the season when Armstrong wasn't working out. Coaches always do what's best for them individually. I don't see why anyone would have a problem that MJ did too. Now, here's the problem with that. Grayson just laid out the situation. Grayson just laid down the play for you. If this man just went through four quarterbacks in a season, oh, so so what, what would have been best for the team and for MJ's progression, to be honest, because let's just be honest here. You think it's best for a quarterback to say, hey, we're counting on you to the point where if anything happens to you, anything, if you get cold, if you get the flu and you can't play, if you twist your ankle, if you get turf toe, Guess what? We've got Lex Thomas and Ethan Rhodes coming in behind you. With that being said, you know, more power to the young man. I hope MJ gets whatever he's, he wants, and I hope he wins all the games wherever he goes. I do think that this was a very unceremonious exit in terms of, you know, my big thing about it is there was no reason for his father to say, hey, he's not leaving. Like, there was no reason. Yeah. There was literally none. You could have just played it – Hey, is MJ leaving? The future holds what it holds. We can't make any guarantees one way or the other. You know, we we can't make guarantees on things that aren't up to us. There, because who knows if if Doran will allow MJ back after this or whatever the case may be. Um, so I I really and truly think this is a it's a very unceremonious exit to what was such a beautiful start. What was yeah. a start that had many in Wolfpack Nation clamoring for more. Many in Wolfpack Nation coming into this season were saying. Brennan Armstrong is not the guy. MJ Morris is your guy. That is the guy. And now it ends like this. It's just a sad, it's just a sad situation. Just a truly like, man, it, it really, you know, I get it. It's the nature of the new college football world and all that, but it's it's just nasty work all the way around. 
it definitely is a bit of a shame here. And I'm kind of numb to this whole situation at this point, to be honest with you. Like, I, I almost feel a little bit sense of relief that it's now done. Now you can tie a bow on it and right. you can push it off to the side and focus on the portal coming up here in the next couple of weeks. But it's a definite shame because of, like you mentioned, how good the beginning was. He was propped up as the hero last year as just a freshman. The future is so bright. We're going to build around MJ. We're going to have something here offensively to be proud of and then to watch it all crumble down from there over the course of the last 12 months is crazy. And again, that is sort of the reality of this new world and, and transfer portaling and NIL. These type of situations are going to happen, but the way it just kind of devolved into a mess between the team itself and the fan base and the family, it, yeah. it's all just gotten so ugly. And, and that's such a shame because I do on some level, I do feel bad for MJ because I think he's a really good kid. I think he can be a really good quarterback. And all of this off-the-field stuff just has created such a dark cloud around him. It's left a bad taste in everyone's mouth, probably his own as well. And so that's just a shame. But again, NC State football is going to be just fine. We're going to go into the portal. We're going to take two quarterbacks. The sun will come up tomorrow, and we're going to keep this thing rolling. It's a shame yeah. that it turned out to be this way. But at this point, it is what it is. NC State's got to keep this thing going. And wherever MJ winds up, certainly hope that works out for him. But for NC State, we got to focus on who is here and who will be here next season. And so yeah. it's not MJ. Best of luck to you. We're on to better things. It's sad because I really do think that MJ had the potential to go down in, in NC State history as one of the most beloved guys in program history. But, you know, uh, um, in the words of that one Star Wars character, unfortunately, history will not remember it that way. And so we move. Yeah, we move. We're going to move on to another player that's exiting the NC State football program in CJ Clark after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first and only sponsor of the day is FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. 150 bucks if your team wins. I cannot wait for January. I'm getting tired of reading this and not be able to place my own wagers. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash lock and continue winning this NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. We're now back here discussing the other big name to leave the NC State football program on Thursday, and that is defensive lineman C.J. Clark. Now, Kenton, what were your initial reactions when C.J. Clark hit your timeline today? You know, this one was more surprising because even with the situation in terms of like people potentially saying, oh, Brandon Cleveland is, is overtaking them or whatever the case may be, I think they were very productive in different ways. I think Cleveland was your your pass rusher, your up the field kind of um, disruptor guy in terms of of you know getting depth and and reestablishing a lot of scrimmage, and CJ was more so your playmaker for others in a defensive sense. In that he just ate blocks so amazingly, and even beyond that, he had very quick short area suddenness to get off of those blocks and make those tackles. I'm a little surprised by this because a lot of times toward the end of the season. What we saw happening a lot was Jalen Scott walking down the line, bumping over one. You got Van at the three, 
Clark at the one, whoever's on the other side playing a wide rush end and, and kind of rolling from there. So I, I could have seen a lot of Van and Cleveland at the – I'm sorry, not Van and Cleveland. Um, Clark and Cleveland at the same time on the field next year. But, hey, it, it is what it is. You know, I – I hope the I wish the young man the best, and I hope that he finds whatever it is that he's looking for in the portal. I hope that he gets it in spades, and you know I wish him the best of luck every game that's not against the Wolfpack. Yeah, I mean C.J. Clark has been in Raleigh for I think five years now. He's given yeah. a lot to the program. C.J. plays a position in this defensive line where he's not going to light up the stat sheet. If you go and look at his stats, you're not going to see crazy numbers, but that does not quantify the impact he has in this defense. You mentioned mm. Jalen Scott coming down and getting into the gap. A lot of times the success you're seeing from Peyton Wilson or Jalen Scott or Devon Betty, whoever else is at linebacker, is because C.J. Clark is such a dominant interior presence that it, it requires the attention of multiple offensive linemen, leaving some opportunity for linebacker to shoot in and make the play. And so C.J. probably doesn't get enough love uh, for the performances he puts onto the field. He's been a very impactful player. And at the same time here, I was surprised to see his name just because he's been a starter here all season. However, and I say this completely respectfully, I think NC State is okay with this with this move going on here. And I say that because yeah. I still have a ton of confidence in the depth of this defensive line. You talk I, I responded to multiple people on Twitter talking about Brandon Cleveland. This means more snaps for Brandon Cleveland. That is a good thing for NC State's defense. Brandon Cleveland, you saw him in bits and pieces this year as of course CJ Clark is taking the majority of those snaps. When Brandon Cleveland was in there, he was a difference maker. A lot like Red yeah. Hibbler in that sense. They were the second in the two deep, but every time they got in there, you knew they were in there. Brandon Cleveland will be a game changer at nose tackle. I really do believe that. I think he has such a high motor, such a high ceiling and he's going to take this new opportunity in stride. He's going to be a difference maker. And so C.J. Clark has been very good for this program. He's been impactful. Wish him nothing but the best. He deserves to find a lot of success at his next stop. I do think that this could be a move as well. And, Kenton, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I wouldn't be surprised if this move is coming from trying to find a four-man defensive front to, I guess, get different types of tape on film for his NFL draft prospects. Yeah, and, and that could be very possible. That's not that's not something I would rule out. I mean, and, and this is when I tell people there are a myriad of reasons why guys get in the portal. A lot of people always say, oh, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. Yeah. There are so many different reasons. There are so many different reasons. There are guys who are chasing snaps. There are guys who are chasing the scheme. There are guys who are leaving with their coach. There's a lot of different reasons why guys get in the portal. And so with that being said, the reality is very simple here. There could be a multitude of reasons right. as to why uh, CJ decided to get in the portal, and and I don't think that that's necessarily a, a terrible thing. You know, I again, you talk about uh, Brandon Cleveland and and you know what he's done and and what he looks like here. I see him a lot like Corey Durden, but yes. better. He's he's like um, Corey Durden on the Super Soldier Serum. No disrespect to Corey Durden. You know, he was out there doing great things with my Lions in the preseason. I wish they would have kept him, but that's neither here nor there. The reality is very simple. This thing is about, you know, whatever CJ wanted to leave and, and go get, he's going to go find it and go do it. Again, we have to be okay. You know what I mean? Like, I know that you said we're going to be okay through this law, but in my opinion, you have to be okay. 
That's the new nature of college football. If you're not okay after a loss or two, mm, brother, I got news for you. It's going to be a real, real tough time. So Any move as substantial as this one, you have to know NC State is going to counterbalance by going into the portal. So it's yeah. not as if there's a gigantic gap that's unfillable being left behind here. We're going to find someone else to get plenty of reps here. And another thing, I saw a lot of folks immediately hit the panic button and say, oh, this must mean Tony Gibson's out of here. Don't do that either. I truly, I mean, don't want to put my foot in my mouth at a later date. I don't think Tony Gibson's going anywhere because I think I do think NC State's going to do everything they possibly can to keep him in Raleigh. His impact is too great to let him walk for, I guess, anything less than a massive opportunity. If he wants to be a head coach, then sure, maybe we'll, we will see him pack his bags. But I think, I mean, from, from my point of view here, Tony Gibson has it really good here in Raleigh, and I think he's going to get treated as such. I don't think Tony Gibson's going to be going anywhere, so I don't think this move from C.J. Clark has anything to do with Tony Gibson. Multiple guys are leaving for different reasons, and you saw Jakeen Harris leave as well. Yeah. Um, I I honestly don't think it has anything to do with the coach. I just think it has everything to do with what they're looking for in the portal. And for the boys down the street, get your grubby blue pitchfork holding hands away from my defensive coordinator. Yes. Get him down. Get him yeah. away. We mentioned the possibility yesterday of Duke looking at him. Then it comes out today that he's been in contact with Duke. Let me be clear, Duke football. Pause off. Look somewhere yeah. else. This, this ain't your guy. This is our guy. We need him yeah. here. Best of luck to you looking elsewhere. Tony G's here to stay. No second ad of the day, so we're just going to go ahead and roll into the next portion of the show. And that's Fan Friday, diving into some of our top comments of the week. Our first one here comes from Chow Lee. It says, I feel like NC State needs to go find a transfer quarterback that has multiple years of eligible eligibility left. Yes, I agree. Plenty of eligible eligibility would be great at the quarterback position here and multiple years in finding such. I do think, Kenton, I believe you mentioned it yesterday and that you're not big on the whole one-year quarterback rental thing. I'm not so much either. If I had it my way, I would go look for a quarterback with probably two to three years of eligibility. I feel like you can just build up everything when you have that set in stone instead of having to recycle each and every year. And you, I mean, you had the long list of quarterbacks that have taken off in their second year of doing such. I'm really high on our 2025 quarterback commit in Will Wilson. So in my personal opinion, I think NC State just needs to find a way to bridge the gap until then. So a, a quarterback with multiple years of eligibility, it would do that. And while of course, with the confirmed departure of MJ Morris, you're going to need multiple. I cannot wait to see who we go after. If we're looking at, hey, we need a guy who can truly get the job done at quarterback and who has multiple years of eligibility. I'm sorry to say this. I know some people aren't going to like this. There has to be somebody in terms of a quarterback that you can recruit. Because if you look at what's going on with the portal, it's easy to sell a freshman quarterback on, hey, man, at the end of the day, if you're looking around at the at the landscape of college football, right, especially guys that are committed to really, really big names, you look around at the landscape of college football. Did your school develop the guy that's there or did they get him out of the portal? If you're a big name guy, if there's a big name guy that's, you know, and not saying that this is necessarily feasible or whatever. I know one of the top quarterbacks in the nation is committed to Michigan. Well, yeah, they developed their quarterback. You know what I mean? And he's from Charlotte as well. They developed their quarterback. You have a hard time selling 
that guy um, there. But there are multiple other quarterbacks that are committed to other schools that's like, did they develop Jordan Travis over there or did he come in as a as as that guy to the Seminoles? You know what I mean? Like, did they develop Bo Nix over there to Oregon or did he come in as that guy and, and kind of get your get in, get your foot in the door and get somebody to flip that way? But yes, obviously getting somebody out of the portal that has multiple years of eligibility is, is always better than getting a one year. Because again, the stats bear out that these portal guys, their second year is where they truly take off. Next one here comes from David Jones. He says, Raleigh business needs to get behind NCSU. They make their livelihood from the PAC supporters. They need to be a big part of the NIL collective. I think this is a fascinating point to make here, and it's very true. Raleigh businesses should get involved in the NIL efforts because like we've been talking about on here, it's going to take all of us. This fan base has the opportunity to influence how much success NC State can have in the transfer portal. Any businesses in the Raleigh area, like David mentioned here, that make a lot of their livelihood off the off of NC State makes a lot of sense. If there was ever a time to give a little back, I believe the time would be now. I would love to see Raleigh businesses rise up around the school and get involved here. The boys of Locked On Wolfpack are up to something in this regard, and that's all I'll say about it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Next one comes from Andy Alcon. Would love Oklahoma State. Okay, this is in the context of the bowl game. Not so much. Kansas State. Would love LSU in the ReliQuest Bowl. Look at who we stopped this year. Leading rusher plus former Heisman candidate. One of the most explosive offenses in the ACC in Louisville. Audric Estime begin, begins an NFL caliber line. Bring on the big boys. So this is a continuation of our discussion yesterday in the poll that we brought up from BivPack. I would like to see NC State get a premier opponent in their bowl game. There's no need to, I guess, effectively run from the grind in order to just get 10 wins. Of course we want 10 wins, but how good would that 10th win be against one of the premier teams in the country? Like a team, yeah. like a ranked team, like an Oklahoma State or a ranked Kansas State, who are good. also, both of those teams are going to be missing some players due to transferring or the draft. I would love NC State's chances against both of those schools. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I see it like this. At the end of the day, I mean, Oklahoma State, we've talked about this before. I talked about it today on Locked On College Football Live, our final episode of the year. I talked about the fact that Texas has one game plan in mind. Stop Ali Gordon. That's it. That's it. Oklahoma State can do presses a little outside of him. Therefore, that's not really much of a surprise there. And you're right. The defense has proven they can step up and stop the best of them. And so with that being said, I, I for sure would love to see um, us play. Honestly, I don't care who we play in the bowl game. I want to see us in a big bowl game. The bigger the stage, the better. Don't care who we got. I want to see him. Bring them on. Next one here comes from Dennis Holshue. This is an excellent question. How much will moving up to 19 in the polls and getting a win in a good bowl game affect recruiting? Whole lot of something or whole lot of nothing? Dennis, this is a whole lot of something. Being yeah. ranked at the end of the season and playing in some of these premier bowls like we've been talking about plays a large effect in recruiting. And not just recruiting for high school, recruiting in the portal. That is a perfect opportunity to show players in the portal, hey, we got some good things going on here in Raleigh. And like we've been talking about, we got a lot of snaps coming up next year. Are you interested? Take a flyer. Hit our line. Have our people contact your people. We got plenty of space for you. 
This is a big deal. NC State's last five weeks going 5-0, and beating Carolina's teeth in in the rivalry game, and then hopefully getting slotted into a big bowl game. Program culture has been on the marquee. It's been on the billboard. You can see it for miles. NC State has put themselves in an excellent position entering this transfer portal season with the recent success entering the rankings. You know, depending on how the bowl game goes, I would expect them to probably finish the season being ranked. All things are looking up for NC State football program right now. Yeah, and another thing I want to talk about here in terms of this being a whole lot of something, think about it this way, right? If you get to a really good bowl game and you get a win there, right? You could say, hey, we've had 10 win seasons. We're right there on the cusp. You're the missing piece. You're the key that gets us over the hump to become that ACC championship, that national contender type of team. You're the guy that's going to do that. And you could sell that much much more easily as a 10-win team. And think about this as well. If we play in a good bowl game, let's say you beat LSU, right? Even if it is a case, which I don't know why this is like such a terrible thing for LSU, but they always – suffer a ton of attrition if their bowl game, if they're outside the playoff, half of their roster is going to sit out the the, the uh, bowl. That's just part of the deal there. If that happens, right, you end up playing a, a Jaden Daniels LSU. Um, I think that bodes well. You know, you, you end up winning that game. You end up jumping into the top 15, 14, maybe even 12 or 13, and you're looking at a serious moment where you can go to folks and say, Ever since, what, the BCS era, this is the highest finish we've ever had here. This team is trending in the right direction. This is a place that you want to be. Raleigh's got it jumping. And trust me, you come on here, keep it jumping. We're looking for a quarterback next year. Keep it jumping. We're looking for guys in the port next year to keep this thing doing what it's doing right now. And think about this, too. Next year, the college football playoff expands to 12 teams. If NC State finishes this season around that 12 area, Another spot to sell hope to recruits. We need you to get into that top 12. You could be the missing piece. That is a perfect recruiting pitch to give. So this bowl game coming up is very consequential for NC State in a good way. And last one here on Friday coming from Will Buckner. Basketball is getting exposed by the football team riding high. The pack likes winning. They need to figure this out quickly. So this is probably a good way to end the episode. Speaking on basketball as they're playing their first ACC team in Boston College on Saturday. Still have a bad taste in my mouth from the Oxford loss on Tuesday. Just an ugly game any way you slice it. We didn't look like NC State. We made Ole Miss look better than Ole Miss actually is. Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack have got to get back on the horse and rally the troops here. They have to beat the brakes off of Boston College this weekend in order to get back on track here. I understand It is a lot of new pieces in this team, but we've seen it already earlier this year. We are a good team. We have to play like one. We have the pieces we need to get to where we're trying to go later in the season. But small things like DJ Burns having one bad game, throwing off the entire team, that cannot happen. It cannot happen against Ole Miss. It cannot happen against Boston College. And we cannot afford to happen at all during ACC play. So, There are plenty of things to get cleaned up before seeing Boston College on Saturday. But, you know, we got to get back on track here. Yeah, and, um, you know, one of the things that's been a constant thread throughout the Keys' time is defensively we have never been a, you know, top 25, 30, even 40 team. I believe the highest defensive rating we've ever had or defensive ranking we've ever had was 62nd. 
um, under Keats, that has to get better. I mean, objectively speaking, we I talk about this a lot. You have to be able to get stops. Any team that does a good job of taking care of the ball is going to find ways to get to the basket, going to find ways to score on you. And, and, you know, we're that's that's a real tough situation, you know, and as much as we um, as much as we love these guys and, and hope that they, you know, can turn around and, and become winners at the end of the day, at some point in time, potential has to turn into production. All of the, hey, we think this team could be great. We think this team could be this. At some point in time, you have to turn into that and this and the third uh, for folks to stick around or want to stick around. Rubber's got to hit the road, and it's got to hit the road this Saturday against Boston College. That'll do it for us here on Friday. That'll do it for us here on this week, a massive week for NC State football, massive week for this podcast. Again, thank you all so very much for all the support. It's kind of unbelievable the amount of support we've gotten in these past couple weeks. We are so thankful for each and every one of you hitting that subscribe button. Keep telling friends to tell friends to tell their friends to hit that subscribe button. We're going to keep this thing rolling. As always, hit that like button. Drop your comments in the comment box. I'll make sure to get to each and every one of those. Looking forward to a basketball win. Fingers crossed on Saturday. And buckle up because the transfer portal officially opens on Monday. If you think it's crazy now, you have not seen nothing yet. So, Gear up for that. As always, again, thank you all so very much. We will see you on Monday. Until then, go Pack. Go Pack.